Yo, this is the ancient Texan standing out on top of a hill. A little bit of snow left on the ground. Some fair hill. I've just come up to a fence. I can hear cars in the distance. I'm working on what I think was a circular path, circular dirt road that's I'm guessing three mile circle. Assuming that I know where I am. I have some thoughts. I I do it good. I'm alive. Um, I do a lot of uh, studying in a lot of different areas. In fact, that as an engineer, it always kind of bothers me when my peers, which are always now younger peers, assume I don't know about something because I know a whole lot more about my area. So the assumption is I know a whole lot less about their area. So that's a little self-promotion. We're all kind of think we're smarter than we are, so put me in that boat too. But in this world, we, we've learned about the scientific method and I actually use that in my job and or attempt to and know that it's almost impossible. I mean, it is, once you get out of the test tube and get into a pilot plant or even a lab scale, there are so many damn variables that you end up using, you know, either grossly oversimplifying the problem or You make assumptions and generalizations and let your biases kind of direct your research. It doesn't sound very scientific, does it? But there's not as big a gap between that and the way most people perceive how they run their lives. We have this belief that we're rational beings that sometimes get emotional. But as Brene Brown says, we're emotional beings that sometimes use a little bit of logic. So, how, how do we make all our decisions? Well, we use a phrase, I have a gut reaction, or my gut told me. Well, you know, a, a wolf out in the wild uses his guts, his instinct is what we call it. I believe that's pretty much synonymous with gut. 
He also abides by the rules of the pack. The pack has a set of rules. They have a game that they play. And they have roles that they play inside that pack. And it works pretty effectively. We have social games that we play. And to be... I just stopped and said hi to somebody pass on the trail. We have social games. Stopping and saying hi to someone on the trail. That make our life, you know, function pretty well. Most of the time we get our cues and we respond to them without a lot of thinking. Small talk's an example. We've set rules by... You know, our culture, like, drive on the right side, the left side of the road. But there's a whole set of rules we live by. Now, consider the fact that only, like, 90%, 95% of your brain is unconscious. Also consider the fact that your brain is actually distributed through your body. There are neurons and nerve cells and whole structure, you know, similar structure goes down your back, your heart's got a lot of electroactivity going on, even has its own magnetic field that extends at least feet beyond your body. Your electric field can disturb your heart if you're upset, can disturb somebody sleeping that's in the bed next to you. We, we kind of say that there's no evidence of any kind of communication that's you know, non-verbal or non-physical. You know, your body language, that kind of stuff. But there's increasing evidence that we send out electromagnetic waves in all directions. And I think the missing piece is we don't have evidence that we picked that up. But let's just go out there on a whim and make it a hypothesis that we're able to actually pick up the electromagnetic waves from each other. I don't think that's a huge stretch, and it's, we can do anything we want to as a hypothesis. And there's also evidence that our body kind of holds feelings. There are all sorts of stories about people that get someone else's heart and develop a craving for what that person loved. There's kind of some belief that the heart does actually does some thinking and feeling. So if you, I don't know if there's evidence it does thinking. There's some evidence that it's the center of feeling. And since we are feeling creatures that occasionally use logic, it seems pretty important to say that there's feelings in our body and distributed in our body and one would think we're the nerves are the richest 
is where most of these feelings would be located. So where am I going with this? I'm not real sure. But what I'm beginning to believe is that my belief first about humans and about myself as being a logical creature that has feelings, I should follow my logic and my logic gives me you know good direction for my life and gives me good judgment the reality seems to be that I follow my feelings occasionally adjusted by logic and that my feelings actually provide a pretty good uh, compass for directing my life. If, if that's true, it's huge. If most of what we do is subconscious, and even after you take away all the, you know, regulating your heartbeat and your breathing and all that kind of stuff. You still have a truckload of stuff going on like fight, flight and freeze reactions, emotions going through your body that are directing you all the time to go forward or run away. And they work pretty good. Now, we know the brain though, it's constantly stressed. It kind of, the whole body gets sick, malfunctions. Our whole system is kind of gauged to deal with an event and we respond to it and we go back to a resting pace where we're breathing, inhaling, exhaling, and being calm, and let our bodies recover from the stress that's been generated by some stressor, some event that messed us up. So, we've just gone through four years of kind of a continuous stress, at least for someone with my set of values. 1.2 miles dot split pace, 31 minutes, one second. That's my thing, recording my walking, trying to get rid of stress. I've lived in a world that with my set of values were I believe that compassion and kindness and love and you know, being my brother's keeper and that all men are kind of created equal. Uh, I was living in a world that there, there was some evil force out there uh, that believed the world is evil and that everybody's out to get us and that 
you know, evil was going to dominate. It's kind of the, instead of believing people are inherently good, you believe they're inherently bad. And that seems to me the world that we've lived in for the last four years. It's not a world I like to live in, and uh, I'm thankful that I'm living in a world that's governed by at least a little bit different principles from, from the chair I'm sitting in. So let's think about if this model of the world is that, you know, we're some electric, electromotive, electromagnetic force in the world. Um, and then we have a charge, a polar, polar, polarity that believes we're mostly good and we convey that to those around each other and that we believe that we should love them and spread that love um, and all of this is communicated not only by our words and our actions but our just our mere being then we have a responsibility to get our own house in order and be as positive and uplifting, joyous, and as happy as we can be. And kind of spread the love. It's kind of the, you know, zillion points of life I think that Bush came up with. It's the same concept. Even though his belief structure is different in some ways than mine. So, I kind of said I didn't quite know where this was going when I started. But where I hope it ends up is the less, at least some kernels of thought of what our true nature is. And I'm using the logic portion of my brain to put words together and sentences and explain myself, a human, who's largely an emotional being. Now that's, that kind of warps the mind right there. That our way of explaining and reaching out to each other is largely through our words. Although, I think we, we grossly underuse the ability to touch and feel each other. Uh, and share our emotions with each other uh, in a more loving and physical way. But I think if we start considering the possibility that our equanimity, our internal peace can actually have an impact on those around us, uh, 
maybe that gives us a little bigger boost to try to make ourselves a little bit more loving and kind and learn to respect the emotional side of our being uh, as much as the rational side. And this also fits in very much with, you know, we have emotional reactions and then we rationalize them, which is the old rider on top of the elephant. The elephant being the emotion and then the rider decides he wanted to go right when the elephant turns that way. So this is the ancient Texan thinking suggestion. You see your life as different than the logical thoughts that come streaming in after your emotional being has already made up its mind. Have a good one. This is the ancient Texan. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.